Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Into a seventh minute of added time we go, Spurs might think they can win it now. It's played through for Bergwijn again, who's in and might be able to win it. Round Michael and in! This is incredible! Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. Everyone speak that little bit quietly because a few of us have had one or two drinks last night. I am Sam, in basking in the afterglow of an amazing victory over Leicester. Joining me to discuss it is my partner in crime, it's Matt. Just pure insanity, but that's what we get for being a Spurs fan, isn't it? <laughs> it is insanity, yes. Absolute madness. As, as anyone who's just listened to our intro will hopefully relive. Um, we, we, we won the game in the quite bonkers circumstances. Um, I, I think I went through every Tottenham fan emotion during that game, which was really weird. I think perhaps a combination of just generally being a bit worn down and a bit knackered and a bit kind of, you know, I'm a bit fed up with the transfer window kind of thing and going through stuff. And I was watching the game and I was like, only Tottenham could probably play the best football we've played under Conte and be losing. You know, I was in this real kind of ugh, mindset of like, we're actually playing well and we're losing. This is ridiculous, you know. And I was really fed up and we equalised. And I had this kind of like, oh, that's going to be such a massive psychological thing. I think if we played this well and lost the game, you know, a few players' heads would have really gone down. I was like, getting that equalised, that's, that's a big thing. That's that's really big. And I'm posting on Spurs News because I'm doing the Facebook page updates. So I'm looking at my phone and I, I'm just like posting away. And I just hear the commentator go... Bergwijn's through and I'm like what I look up just as he, he scores I'm like what the <laughs> just happened I, I literally I was looking at my phone I was having that kind of oh equalised oh man that's so good oh you know real relief I'm like there typing in like oh 2-2 two, two, exclamation marks yeah you know the 95th minute literally the last kick of the game kind of thing and I look up no no <laughs> the last kick of the game is us going through and winning it insanity um, absolutely insanity you, you know like you say like you said I went through so, emotion, so many emotions yeah. through the game I don't know if you if this thought crossed your mind at any point during yeah. the game but it probably did when we was losing 2-1 actually when I was thinking yeah. I wonder what what would have happened if the game had gone ahead when it was meant to done if it hadn't been postponed could we have like in another alternate universe yeah, that game wouldn't have happened yeah, and we'd be winning yeah. 3-0 because I'd be yeah. think, I was thinking we don't deserve to lose this game no. like you said we've been playing no, so I was, well I was, I, was, I, was, I was similar to that I think I think at different points because I kind of looked at the goals they got and was like 
they were avoidable, you know, just slightly better defending, slightly more switched on. And then, of course, my mind went, you know, Dyer and Romero are missing. You know, if those two have been playing, would we have conceded them? Like, you know, you don't know because, uh. you know, Dyer is just as capable of switching off and Romero, you know, as, as anybody. So, I, you know, my brain's just going around and around all these different things. And I was just getting more and more kind of like fed up, you know, just like, Oh, this is so annoying. And of course, you know, two, one down, it was like, Oh, bloody hell. If we'd signed a central defender in the last couple of weeks, we might be all right. You know, yeah. I was like getting really cross. And I, I think poor Stepan Stefan really copped for it off me. But what was funny for me and him messaging each other is he was watching on a delay and I didn't realize. So he, he was one minute behind me. So what I saw a minute later, he'd see. So I've we've won it, right? We've won three two, and I'm going mad. And I look at my phone, and he's going mad. What I didn't realise was he was going mad because we'd equalised. Oh, cool! So he thought like we've equalised. This is amazing. And I'm going, oh, Bergwijn, amazing. And I'm replying to him saying that. He had no idea that we're about to win the thing. <laughs> it's cool. So I've, I've now gone away from that. And then I look at my phone again and it's blown up. He's going mental. We've won it. I'm like, yeah, I know that. But like a minute ago, what, what, what the hell? What were you celebrating? Oh, you were celebrating the equaliser. Oh, I've moved on from that. You know? Yeah, but yeah, so that, was, that, that was, was so hilarious. last minute. <laughs> yeah, that was so one minute ago, dude. Yeah, no, that was, that was so crazy. I just, I'm still smiling. And that's the funny thing about sport because... I tweeted um, from the Spurs News uh, Twitter account, which is at Spurs News 1961, if you'd like to follow me. Um, I tweeted something on the lines of, when they went 2-1 up, I was like, why do I watch football? You know, this is ridiculous. We've dominated this game. We've been brilliant, and we're going to lose it. It's like, why do I watch this? So I retweeted that after the game. Just went, oh, yeah. That's why I watch it. (laughs) Yeah, now I know why. Now I remember. Um, I mean, I've got like a running order for the show today, and I wrote down like, you know, uh, Leicester game, going to talk about that. And I wrote this before the game, so obviously we're going to talk about Leicester game. The cancelled North London derby, a bit on the transfer window, talking about Chelsea ahead, and that was it. And then I, I think I messaged you just saying, oh, you know, I really hope we get a win, because that, you know, we could. it would be great to go into the podcast with a victory yeah. this week and just talk about it. And, yeah, I just... I don't know, you, you never really see that coming, do you? Even if you've got a team that, you know, never says die and always fight to the very end, you, I don't think you ever really see it coming. And I think as a Tottenham fan, we really never see that coming. I I think I even said out loud in my own house, like, watching it, I think I even said out loud, like, we were 2-1 down, it was like the 91st minute, and we were playing football around their box, creating pressure, and I, I, I just kind of, like, exclaimed to myself and to the world, Tottenham never grab a goal in these circumstances. You know, we, we, we dominate, we might hit the post or something, but, you know, it just doesn't happen for us. Why the bloody hell doesn't it happen for us? Oh, look! It does. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's mad, really. I, I, like I said, every emotion just went right through it, I think. It was it was similar, obviously not left as late, but it was it felt mm. similar to the to the game we played against Swansea a few years back when... Uh, uh, we was 1-0 down, I think, until yeah. something like the 88th, 89th minute, and we ended up winning 3-1. Yeah. And I just remember that it was the same emotion, where I just sat at the end of it thinking... How? I what, what, like, the whole game, like, the whole game, because like, yeah. I remember us battering Swansea, and it was just like, it, I, I, if I can remember rightly, it might have been Fabianski in goal, the West Ham yeah. keeper now. And yes. I just remember he was just pulling after off save after save, and it was a bit like, Kay, like Kane scored, I know Kane scored, and it was yeah. a cracking goal, but... But 
there was so many times when he could, oh, he could have he, buried he, it. Yeah, you know. I, I um, I, I think I said again last night. I was just like this, this guy. You know, it's it's like he's doing it deliberately to me now. <laughs> it's like it's like you know, me and him aren't simpatico right now, and I was getting so annoyed. I think the one because it's funny because he scored the goal. And then we managed to put him through like a minute later. He was through again. I was like, whoa, he's going to... He Sissoko'd it. What the hell? I was like, yeah, where did that it was come so... from? Like, that is never... Like, the keeper might have got a save to it. He might have hit the bar or the post. But never in a million years was I expecting that to... You know, like when he lines up a free kick and you know it's going to hit the wall or the crowd. It's like, like it's he, never like... going to be a goal. Yeah, like it's yesterday like he when he got yeah, a free like, kick. Like yeah, like yesterday, yeah. <laughs> But you know, like, that's going to happen, and you just know it. But when Ken goes through like that, you're expecting the net. It's like the yeah. keeper might pull off a worldie, but 90% of the time that's hitting that. You you don't think it's going to balloon like that. You're like, no way. No, oh, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, again, I think I tweeted, like, where the hell did Ken Sissoko it? Where the hell did that come from? So bizarre. Like, he leant back. It it's bizarre. like, this yeah. is a world-class striker doing an, making yeah. an absolute schoolboy error as he's about to strike the ball, you know? <laughs> No, just bizarre, but like I um, so so I laid into him for that as as I should because it's Harry Kane, but I I said uh, again I think it was my brother in my messaged me uh, basically just to say I think this is the best he's played for us all season, and I was like oh, I don't know what you're talking about he's an ass, <laughs> you know? and then and then I started like looking at it and I was thinking actually yeah he's he's running himself into the ground he's like really really up for this game and it was kind of um an example of that was we were attacking and they broke on us and harry kane sprinted back to close the guy down and i was watching like hang on a minute what's he doing back now hang on yeah (laughs) now i've just now in the past that was harry kane that was him. He was Mr. Tottenham. He was like, thou shalt not pass. I will cover every blade of grass. This season, I've adjusted to the lazy bugger who strolls around and every now and again might score us a goal. But, man, this game, this game was something else. I, I don't know whether perhaps Arsenal cancelled on him, pissed him off. <laughs> I don't know. But he also seems to love playing against Leicester. I saw a stat last night that... Leicester have now conceded more Premier League goals to Harry Kane than they have to Burnley. Do you know what? When you, you sent that to us on the chat, up. and um, I, I read that out to Seb, and he was like, what, the whole team? Like, yeah, he went on yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. And I was the like... club. He yeah. went... So that's well, a, Premier League. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he said, so that's 11 players. I went, no, it's not just 11 players, mate. It's every time Burnley <laughs> have played them. So there's more than 11 yeah. players, and he scored more than anyone, any Burnley yeah. player has against yeah. that club. Combined. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. You know, he spent, he spent yeah. about 20... You know when kids do that thing when for about 20 seconds, they just stare in the air trying to compute <laughs> yeah. such, a, such a bizarre stat? <laughs> I, I, always, I always see that meme of the guy with, like, all the figures and the equations all around him in his head. <laughs> Like, yeah, no, my my daughter does that on a regular. But typically, is when I like she asks me, she, <laughs> yeah, secret nerd. I I was very very good at physics at school, like very very good at it, and bizarre. Like I've got no scientific aptitude at all, but for whatever reason, that subject just went into my brain. Anyone who meets me or knows me would never guess that in a million years, and my daughter included. So when she's doing physics homework and she asks me some question trying to be a smart ass and I nail it straight away, the look on her face is that. It's like a good 20 to 30 seconds of this doesn't compute. It sounds like a farmer had a baby with a pirate and he's just laid out some physics equation for how we can calculate how fast the light gets to Earth from the sun. This is nuts. Which is now? Nah, I'm gonna do that now. No, don't do that. <laughs> Every, no, I'm far too hungover to do that now. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's funny because, of course, I, I started drinking 2-1 down. <laughs> and, and just like, oh, I'm going to yeah. need a drink to get over this because I, I'm going to switch this off and I'm going to be sat here steaming. I'm not going to be able to go to bed. So I'm going to have a couple of drinks and just sort of like take the edge off and I'll, I'll go, hopefully go to sleep. And in the morning, I'll wake up in a, you know, slightly less angry mood. <laughs> well, you know what happened? We, we then won it. The drinks were flowing. I've then watched the highlights six times. <laughs> so it's, it's now 1 a.m. I've, I've watched that goal on a loop for the last hour <laughs> laughing to myself do you, do you find do you find Sam I know don't get me wrong I know it, it's, it's similar in the in the comeback but it's not similar yeah. in the importance to the IX game but do you do you like I've, I keep watching the highlights of it because yeah. I'm like it could, did it ha- did it happen you know it did but you're like yeah. it's so incredible like I just think I, that, like I, we... I think yeah I think it's the disbelief factor that makes me watch it again and again and yeah, again but, but you look did you see the stat I know you talked about the stat about Burnley but did you see the stat about how we are we are now the uh, the, the, we've broken the record for yeah, losing the in a time. Latest comeback, yeah. yeah, and the men, the Man City one was mental, right? Yeah. And that was the previous record. But you yeah. look at it, and they were two, or they were, yeah, they were two one down, weren't they? Uh, yeah. On the ninety first minute, right? And yeah. that felt insane. We was two one down in the ninety fourth minute. Yeah. yeah, someone showed it's a picture. Of, um, they zoomed in on the clock. We equalised on ninety four fifty seven of five additional minutes. <laughs> So we literally equalised, you know, the very moment, you know, <laughs> you could. Now, one Leicester fan did put, and uh, it's a fair question, he's like, why was the game allowed to kick off again? Like, you know, surely that was it. That was that was the end of the game. It was a draw. And I kind of thought to myself, yeah, I suppose, yeah, I kind of, I kind of get where you're going with that. But, you know, the referee obviously allowed a little bit of time for time wasting in the five minutes because there was some. Yeah. So the referees thought to themselves, all right, well, allow kickoff. Ain't his fault Leicester gave the ball away yeah, straight, straight away. Yeah, straight away. Yeah, exactly. If they knocked the ball around for like 10, 15 seconds, you probably would have blown the whistle. Like, ah, right, both teams are happy. Let's, let's go. Literally, if they'd have just taken the... the, 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 yeah, the just the, passed just it backwards. Lo- or launched it just at <laughs> yeah. Lloris. And then it would have yeah. that'd have been game over, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, just <laughs> Tielemans tries to thread a pass. <laughs> Cut out by Coibiers, passes it to Kane. What a pass by Kane. Bergwijn, then on his absolute bike, Kane, of all the players in the Tottenham team, since we lost Ericsson, Kane is just the best passer of the ball yeah. we have, really. So for all, any player we wanted to be passing that ball to Bergwijn, it was him. It was inch perfect. Like, oh. you couldn't have asked for a better pass. And I'm, like I said, I was on my phone posting about the equaliser. So I've looked up as the commentator starts losing his mind. Yeah. Just as Bergwijn skins Smike, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and then, he, of course, he shoots. Now, I don't know about you, but earlier in the game, we've had, what, two off the line? Maybe three oh off the line? God, where they've defended yeah. amazing. Yes. And like we've had it at the post, the bar. So when he goes around the keeper and I see this shot, he kind of scuffs it a little bit and it's going right at the post. I'm like, no. I literally got as far as no of no and then it goes in. I was like, come on. (laughs) Oh, man. It just... I think uh, over the course of the game, you know, if I was a Leicester fan, I'd still be livid this morning. But I think over the course of the game, you'd walk away from that and go... You know, if it wasn't last minute and that game just finished three two Tottenham, you'd go, yeah, over the ninety minutes, Tottenham definitely deserved that win. Yeah, of course. But the way it happens, it's insane. <laughs> do you, do you, you're right because do you remember um, just before they scored their first goal, the opening goal? Uh, yeah. The commentator made a point of saying it's against Man of Play, but do you remember 
uh, like about a minute before or two minutes before they scored, if I can remember it right, a stat mm. come up on the screen to say that the last ten minute possession, last ten minutes possession, yeah. was something like ninety five percent to five. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. It was insane. It was, yeah, yeah, it was. It was literally, and the reason why it's funny is because the commentators were literally. I think Glenn Hoddle was on commentary, and he literally said something like, "Oh, Tottenham, complete control here, but they need to be careful because, of course, when you're controlling a game like this, you need to take your chances." Because yeah. if you don't, the other team are going to score. Yeah. And I was like, Glenn, what, what the, what are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, we all know that. You yeah. don't, you don't verbalize that, Glenn. You, you keep your gob shut. And then, of course, they scored. So, do, do you know? Socks is still on my shit list. There you go. Yeah. Do, do you know what? <laughs> I, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I, I promise I'm not looking for. Um, I mean, we're buzzing, and we're Spurs fans. We're actually yeah, buzzing yeah, after yeah, last yeah. night. But I, something that I, I noticed that. It's become more and more common now. And if you talk about throw-ins, I'm going to throw something. At you. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that guy, he's done that to me, right? He's done that. Yeah, to I me. keep I've bloody looking every, at throw-ins as well. But I've we watched watched every them. throw-in, and I've even written down freaking statistics about throw-ins because I'm going to nail it. No, I'm not happy about it, and I've bloody done it. Wait, <laughs> but we're anyway. we're right. I, 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 no, I have... no, I, mate. You tell me what you had to say because I've interrupted you, and then I will tell you about the throwing. Yeah, I made a note. <laughs> okay, no worries. Now, I, I, I don't know, and it, and this possibly goes back to what I, to what I was alluding to the other the other podcast when I was talking about how, you know, you think you're the, always the hard done by one, mm. whichever mm-hmm. fan you are. But then if you look at social media groups of other uh, teams, they're all everyone's hard done by, right? <laughs> Everyone, so yeah. I do worry that that is an element of it. But at the same time, it is now to the point now, and it used to, and it's one of those things where I used to think about doing it, but now I don't. Now I've decided now from now on, every time I watch a, a game on television, I'm going to turn it on at, at a minute before the kickoff, turn yeah, it, sw- switch it over half time, and then switch it back. Right now, yeah. that sure, surely that surely that 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 is like that's not just. Not, not every fan of every club does that. It feels like no, a Spurs. I don't think and, so. and the reason why I did it, I've decided now fully, is because you had Peter Crouch in the in the um, yeah. the thing. Yeah. Right now, I like I love Peter Crouch. And to be fair, yeah, nice guy. They did a, they did say at the end of the game that you didn't see it, but he was jumping up. So he obviously yeah. he's, he's he got his head. Apparently. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so he has got he's got Spurs in his in his, in his uh, uh, heart somewhere, you know. Yeah. But um, before the game. I know they've got to talk about things. I get that they've got to talk about things. They, can't, you know, you got to find subjects. But they're talking about like, oh, do you think Conte's going to leave uh, if he yeah. doesn't? Get... Right. Like, he joined. He joined about two months ago. Now, please tell me, find an example of another club where they take a manager on and they're talking about him going to another club after a couple of months. Yeah. You, you know, I just feel like there's such an agenda against us. Yeah. Well, you know, I. I, I aired my view on that a couple of weeks ago, and um, the people didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, but I just there is there is this got to be an agenda, Sam, because like like he's like I get I get it right. Jamie O'Hara, he's he's obviously looking at the the book that um, obviously on Talksport. He's looking at the the same book that um, guy. Come on, I always forget his name. The one that does the the, the drive time. Uh, Adrian, um, Adrian, what's his surname? I, don't, I haven't listened so long now. Yeah, or Durham. The, or... Durham, that's it. The Adrian yeah. Durham book. So he's looking at that book where, and and that book says just wind fans up of every team, oh, like yeah, you know, yeah, be controversial, yeah. wind yeah, fans if, up. If you do you know? that, you, you, yeah, yeah, definitely. But to Jamie O'Hara, like he says he's a Spurs fan, but there he is, like you know, I got sent a clip of him saying, um, if if we if we don't spend in in this in this window, 
Conte is going to go to Man United. I mean, yeah. it stirs this up. And then the thing is, he'll say that it gets shared, it gets stirred up, it gets picked up by other media outlets, it gets stirred up, and suddenly now everyone's saying, "Oh, Conte's Conte's going to Man United in the summer," you know. Yeah. And, and it's it does my nutting because he's he's only just like like not just joined, but he's been with us for such a short period of time. Yeah. Just give him a like. Stop talking about him going to other clubs. He's just signed for us, you know. It'd be oh, different it if he was like if he if it was a year and a half down and Levy's let him down in a couple of transfer windows. Yeah, let that speculation fly. But Christ yeah. Almighty, you know, it, I feel like we just get we get battered whatever we do, you know. Yeah, no, and, and like I said, I mean, it's weird. I mean, we we won that game last night, and Man United beat Brentford, and of the sports reports I saw, BBC website and a few others. Um, and we weren't top. I, I know this sounds really ridiculous, but Tottenham Leicester and Man United Brentford, with the greatest respect to Brentford in the world, Tottenham Leicester is more of a profile game. And how the, the game Premier went League. as well, Sam. And <laughs> considering how it happened, and literally in the BBC Sport thing that I saw this morning, it said Manchester United with this and Ronaldo, <laughs> Ralph Ragnarok, and Tottenham had a good comeback win against Leicester. Jesus, it's hard so, not okay. to see the bias in it. it really, is. It, it's it's, diff- it's difficult. And like I said, I, I sort of read my view, and I had a I had a good dialogue with a few people who pointed out different things, and we had a good discussion about it. One or two people just want to have a pop at me. Um, one person really want to have a go at me. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not going to air that again because. <clears throat> I'm quite sensitive, really, and people upset. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Um, so... <laughs> do you know, I want to, I change, changing the subject a little bit, and again, it, yeah. I don't mean to sound like another negative, but it's going to be. Do you remember we used to have that, We I think we spent about three or four podcasts back in the day mm-hmm. having really random theories as to why Suzuko had suddenly become yes. this amazing player. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we had some really cool ideas, didn't we? I mean, I can, We did, yeah. yeah. I like the Space Jam thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should do one on <clears throat> Harry Kane and his free kicks. <laughs> oh wow! Because okay. you're you're hoping to cure it. Yeah, but this this guy this guy is no getting away from the fact that this guy is world class. He's a world class mm, striker. Yeah, he yeah. could walk into to any team in the world, and they would be yeah. like, "Please, can we have you?" Like he's world yeah. class. But what what the, the 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 questions I want answered is a how can a world class striker. N- not score Never, from free kick yeah. and B why is he given free kick duties yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you sort of get the impression that in training he buries them every <laughs> single time yeah. and then it comes to the game the team are like this time this, this time, time. You know, you I've watched gonna... him barrel yeah. 30 this week <laughs> today's going to be the day and then he hits the wall and because um, someone said the other day that whenever Kane takes a free kick now, and this this is bad by the way this is really bad They've, they've pointed out, and everybody watch for this and tell me if you spot it as well. Lucas Moura used to get in a position where he would be available in the box if the keeper spills it or something, Moura would be there. He's now lining himself up near the wall. I've seen a video on Twitter, someone's like highlighted this, like eight examples of last season, Lucas Moura in the box, and this season is like, and now he's here. <laughs> now, either a coach has gone, hey, Lucas, when Harry lines it up, man, um, you stand here. <laughs> okay, why is that? You, you, you just see. I think the ball might come to you. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Because he is wall or crowd. There's no, there's no. I mean, he hit one a couple of weeks ago, and the keeper saved it. And I was genuinely shocked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is bad. It's really bad. I was like flabbergasted. Like, what the hell? I think if he scores one, no one will know what to do. 
You, you yeah. just hear this silence in the crowd of like, oh, oh well, clearly VAR is going to rule that out because yeah. no way was everyone ready. <laughs> yeah, something. yeah. Do, do you know what? I um, t- uh, The first goal, did you, when yeah. we equalised, did, did yeah. you hold off? Uh, yeah. and, the, and the reason why yeah. I held off is because the commentator, as he was going through, when I think he's onside, yeah. Yeah. and that and that really sparked something in my mind. So when he uh, buried I, it, I, I, I can do I can do you better than that. Go when on. we equalised, I thought it was going to get ruled out. That's handball. Oh, handball. Yeah. So right. when we equalised, when we equalised, I celebrated obviously, and then when I saw the very first replay, Doherty. It looks like from the angle where I watched it, it comes off his arm. Oh, okay. And of course, there's no way in a million years is it deliberate. There's no way in a million years is he like, you know, handballed it towards our player or anything like that. It's just literally rebounded off his arm. And I'm like, no way. Please. Now, do you remember that rule like two seasons ago? If it touches the oh, arm, no matter what, the goal is... So the, like, the Newcastle Dyer. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I can't remember if this is... I, you know, I'm like, my mm. brain's running. And anyway, the, finally, they show another angle, and it's clearly stomach, chest, arm, combinate. You know, it's like it's not a handball in a million years. So finally, there's relief. I'm finally posting it, and of course, we won it, like I said. But it just... It, there is a little element of... I know why VAR is in football. I don't disagree with the need for technology, but there is definitely an element where you, you lose that little bit of spontaneity in your kind of celebration. I know some people say, yeah, but you celebrate twice. I'm like, do you though? It's not quite the same. It's not. No, I, I didn't, know. I didn't, I didn't like, I, 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 I fist, I fist pump I, I just yeah. like that, but I didn't celebrate. And I was like, said, hold, yeah. cause Seb was celebrating. I went and said, hold off, hold off, hold off. Yeah. I think he said offside. And then, and I said, look, celebrate when we find out. And then when, when you saw that he was on side, I was like, yes. And that is when yeah. I celebrated. So yes. I, it's, it's it is a bit weird. I, I don't know whether I'll ever fully get used to it, but I mean, there's going to be a generation of football fans that come through, and that's all they ever know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, a bit, a bit like us with the pass back rule. It's like my only massive change in football I can really attribute to it, because I remember when that changed, and that was like huge. Yeah, <laughs> football. like that was like such a monumental change. Because I remember as a kid, like you pass it about a goalkeeper you pick it up lump it up the pitch it's my, <laughs> my, my memory I don't know about you it. but my memory is of of, of of the team that used to do, used to really wind me up with it was Liverpool yeah oh they were just oh it was just painful watching yeah. it I mean I know we all did it but I just probably I don't know why but I just seem to remember I think it was was it Grobolo at the time but yeah, they used to it was and, and they used to be like oh come on this is just and, and I'm, was I was stuck. so relieved when they when they took that took that away yeah yeah, no, no, it, it was a good rule change. I'm, I'm yeah. just saying that's like the only thing I can think in my lifetime that, you know, because there are generations of people listening to this podcast who don't know football before that rule change. Yeah, it was dull. You know, it could be really it, dull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically Alan Hansen passing it to Grobbler back and forth oh, for an God. hour and a half. It was a killer. <laughs> do, do, you know, do you know what, Sam, though? You mentioned him, but I think that Matt Doherty had a good game yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I, I will come on to Matt Doherty because I do just have to do this because, um, so yeah, we we had a discussion about things and people noticing things and it was a question about throw-ins and I jokingly said, you bastard, that's going to be in my head now and I'm not going to be able to shake it off. Yes, it was in my head. Every single throw-in last night I watched. After the game, I thought to myself, I wonder... Optostats have information in their website, which I'm a member of, for everything. 
no way do they have statistics on throw-ins. They can't, can they? They bloody they do. do. They? No yeah, way. The poor Opta people. That means every game, the Opta stat just sat there. So last night against Leicester City, we had a hundred percent ball retention for throw-ins, which went to our half in were angled towards our directions for our own half. So towards Lloris, basically, regardless whether it's first half, second half. 100% ball retention. When we threw it forward, i.e. towards the opposition goal, we had 95%. So literally only twice was it intercepted. But to follow on, those two times, we then picked up the second ball. Okay. There you go. So I know it's only one game, but that so kind what of... What more do you want, man? Well, that that, that kind of disproves <laughs> the theory then that we're rubbish at throwing. That we it? are rubbish. With, I mean, it was just one game. I mean... Oh, Matt, why did you say that? It means I'm going to have to watch the yeah. next game now. And you have to watch the rest of the season, mate. Uh, shut up! No! Oh, see, that's in my head. That's going to do that, though. Yeah. See, people are cool to me with stuff like this because they know I can't not now look at it. It's awful. It's going to drive me. It's when someone pointed out to me about Hoybier recently about how he lets people run off them. And I was like, I haven't really noticed that. I mean, I see him intercept the ball quite a lot and... I said, I don't know. And now I can't not see it. Like, I watched Hoybier last night, and I think he had a fairly good game. But my only takeaway from it is four times he let someone run off it. Yeah, see. And that's like, it drives me nuts. It's like, no, he did well. He intercepted the ball. He set the cane to get the goal. He, he made a fantastic last ditch tackle at one point. You know, he was there right, you know, and I'm like, his energy levels are great and, and all this stuff. But my brain now, because I've had this pointed out to me, I can't not see it. And I do keep thinking to myself that the coach, that must drive coaches insane because they must be so much more analytical than I ever am. If you've got a player that does like 90% of everything you ask him to do, great. And there's just one thing. <laughs> that yeah, must sure. really drive you insane, mustn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think you need to, like my analogy, I think just focus more on enjoying the riding the car, Sam, and yeah, think less no, about I, the oil that's no, being used. I, no, I, I get I get you, but it's just, I, I can't. My brain doesn't work like that. Uh, you, you think I'm bad with football. I mean, man, you get me watching rugby and it's ridiculous. I, I actually, and this is, it's got so bad, I now cannot watch my team play rugby much anymore because I get so engrossed in the kind of minutia of what's going on my brain just will not allow me to relax and enjoy the frigging game oh mate that's not yeah good. i know yeah definitely a therapist in my future um so the next thing so the leicester game was phenomenal loved every minute of it um talking about performances like you just said matt doherty um <clears throat> I, th- I think it's worth bringing up now because i've had this conversation with dan uh, uh polynesian dan from from the podcast from Spurs News or PD as we call him for short yeah or PD PD yeah <laughs> um yeah Polynesian Dan PD there we go yeah that works PD from this point on I dub the PD um he he basically um that's that's gonna be a random nickname to explain <laughs> in it like how did you get that well you know we start- po- well it started as Polynesian Dan oh really Are you from Polynesian no, no. <laughs> It's because I'm big and I'm soft-spoken. Right. Okay, yeah. So PD and me have had this conversation about Emerson Royale ever since he joined. Uh, Dan basically has said from day one, I think, that he's not been an improvement at all on Serge Aurier. Um, My big takeaway is, again, it's kind of like the analytics of stuff and when I'm looking at it. 
So the one thing about Surgeria which would drive me insane, and anybody who <laughs> listens to this knows, the guy didn't have the work ethic I think you need for the Premier League. And what I mean by that is Sir Jorier would go forward and whip in a great cross, or maybe even a goal, you know, just like a phenomenal finish. And he'd do this in the offensive third. Defensively, he'd put in a great tackle or something like that. But he didn't do the what I would consider the absolute basic of getting forward and back. Mm. So how many times can you think of, just off your head, and I can go, I could list 100, that he'd be going forward, we'd lose the ball, and everyone else in the team would be running back, and Serge would basically be around the halfway line, you know, trying to pick out a cute girl in the crowd. Yeah, it's like just, I... Yeah, like, yeah. Wandering. Completely. It's like I used to say to you, Sam, wasn't it, that I always just think with him that he used to try the spectacular tackles because yeah. he just wanted to set up a little YouTube uh, video compilation. Yeah, yeah. But the actual <laughs> basics of his job... Basic, you know? It was just... It was like... I mean, Giorgio, a little bit like Benoit Soakoto, like fun time Benny, because he'd do something amazing, but the, the, the like the basic full backing, yeah, yeah, what <laughs> you like your job non existent, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so like, Jeremy said, and with Emerson Royal, like, he was doing the basics, I felt very well, and he was just the kind of you can tell the guy doesn't speak English, so he's coming to this league, he's learning. You can see he's played, he's lived and grew up in Brazil, moved to Spain, and now he's in England for the first time in his life at a winter where the temperature gauge goes to a minus. Mm. <laughs> this is his first time experiencing this. So I'm kind of the opinion of like, you can see all the attributes are there. Physically, it's there. You can see his work ethic and his mindset's there. However, something's not quite clicking for him. So that's been my mindset at the time. Like some games, he's looked great. Other games, really not. Last night in the first half, I was watching it, and because I've had this conversation with PD a number of times now, I, I've been just like, yeah, okay, tonight I got, I'm going to hold my hands up and say 100% he's been so poor, like the mm. first half. But he just offered us nothing going yeah. forward, and defensively wasn't really tested, so it's hard to say he was having a bad game defensively, but he was just nothing. And when I saw he'd been hooked at half time, I was kind of like, yeah, that kind of sums up how I felt. And but I mean, you'll laugh because I mean, he's obviously he's been substitute for Matt Doherty. Of every Tottenham player that, if someone was to say to me, right, Sam, one Tottenham player can leave. Who you know, only one. So only one Tottenham. Player, I would say Matt Doherty every single time because since joining us, I've not seen the guy who played for Wolves once until last night. When in the second half, Matt Doherty came on. And I swear, Conte's team talk must have been like, if you don't play well, I'm going to roast your nuts. Because <laughs> he came on better than I've seen him play for us ever. That, that that second half, I mean, where the hell did that come from? Yeah, it was a Wolves <laughs> performance. And he, he yeah. had a direct contribution to the equaliser, didn't he? And that, well, massive, and- massively, his run... Like the past went into it. I, I mean, I was just, again, generally shocked. Because... What the hell is he doing? This is this is what when we signed him and we all saw the compilations of his offensive stuff, we were all like, Wow, that's really gonna add something to yeah. us, you know. Someone with his height who who makes these runs into the box late, that's that's really gonna be a thing, especially if Kane continues to drop deep. But we've never seen it and I'm, it almost feels like last night he was just told, go and play, kid. You know, just go and... Or perhaps he watched the first half and thought, well, I can't be any worse than that. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, perhaps, his, perhaps that gave his confidence a boost. <laughs> I have no idea, but... 
Um, I, I will say, I, I know this sounds like I'm caveating it a little bit, but I will say, I think Leicester were very, um, I mean, Leicester were very depleted. I think with Jamie Varley last night, it could have been a very different game, and thank goodness he wasn't there. But they, they I think, defended our wing-backs quite naive last night. Do you know what I mean? Because I think yeah. Regulon had a phenomenal game as well. Yeah. But they kind of let us have the space out there. Mm. And there's part of me that wonders if they saw our crossing stats and thought, yeah, let them have it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Like, They ain't doing nothing. <laughs> just just <laughs> let them have the ball. But we had like a permanent out ball for those two. Or the second half as well. I mean, Regulon makes such a difference. His pace, his left back. But, you know, going on to like I was talking about earlier on, he does that basic really well. He is forward. He is back. He does his job. It's positionally really great. And offensively he's getting better all the time and you can see he's now settled into the wing back role and him and Davies are seem to be building quite a good understanding over there which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, like I said overall, I mean Oliver Skip F C for me still, I think he's phenomenal. Oh he um, he was great. I mean it was it, it just it, every game. In the first it, half so didn't he good. pull off this Incredible tackle! Yeah, he I did. Seem to remember, yeah. yeah, it was just. I thought it, I thought it was going to be a free kick because it came from behind, and referees just seemed to blow for that no matter what. But fair play to the referee; he was in such a good position. He pointed out to everyone, "No, he all ball." You know, the guy fell afterwards. He got the ball, and when he saw saw the replay, it was like, "Wow, yeah, he timed that." <laughs> yeah, he's but he's so good at that. So good at just tracking people because there was another instance where. He was pressing high up in the second half, and I, and I, like my brain was going, "Stay on your feet. You don't need to go in." And he did. He just stayed on his feet and just got in this guy's face, and he had nowhere to go. It was like he was hoping he'd draw a challenge, you know, like, "Oh, come on, come on, knock me over, and then I'll get a free kick, and we can reset." Skippy just stood yeah. there, like, "You ain't getting past me, and you're gonna have to go backwards." And yeah, it just, yeah, it really, really. I mean, he's twenty-one. He turns twenty two in September, so you know he's still tw- you know twenty one, properly twenty one, and that was his fiftieth first team appearance for us last night. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's he's got, you know, and you say he's twenty one. He's got such a physical presence already. About him. Like yeah. when he's twenty four, twenty five, the guy's yeah. going to be an absolute beast, isn't he? But he is. Yeah, I remember cause I, I said this before, and, and it's so nice for me that he's doing so well and people recognise it because people who have listened to this I know I've talked about him for a long time but when he was 17 he played for the under 23s and I think I said to you he was like a man against boys even though he was the youngest one on the pitch by a long way and he went on loan to Norwich and you could just see the physical transformation of him he's not like uh, he's not, he was a bit, you know, sort of tall, a bit lanky, you know, lanky, not lanky like six foot eight, but just kind of like not a lot to him. Mm. And he's come back from the Norwich loan looking ripped, yeah. <laughs> you know, looking yeah. ready and ready to fight. And I think Conte likes him. I think you can tell. I think he likes him. I think he's managing him quite well, you know, whereas Hoybier, I think, will play every game Hoybier is fit. I think Skip, even sometimes when he's fit and ready to go, the manager's like, look, you're 21. You know, this game you're going to start on the bench. Chill, yeah, <laughs> chill sure. out. You're okay. I think I think what there's is... an element of it as well with, with managers, especially managers of the caliber of Conte, that they yeah. get they get that like skips a homegrown Spurs support. You know, that he's, he's yeah. a he's a he's one of us, isn't he? He's one of our own. You know, so mm-hmm. by by improving him and, and integrating him in the way he has, he knows <clears> it's going to only help, only benefit Conte's you know Massively, percep- perception yeah. from the fans. 
Yeah, true. And I'll tell you another player who's one of our own and is looking great under Conte is Harry Winks. Yeah, do you know when 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 he when he when he um when we saw the lineup, I thought that's quite a defensive looking lineup. You know, you kind of think yeah, only no. only Moore and Kane seem to be the only two attack attacking no, two attacking no, players he, in there. But he, he basically said that at midfield, one stays, the other two go, and you can decide who in, yeah. in the situation. And it worked. They really did well. Yeah. It really. I, I, the thing about Winks is he started as a ten. Like Winks started as a real forward playmaker, and then he kind of adapted into this Luka Modric deep line playmaker. And then over the last couple of seasons, we just know it's just been awful for him, really. And I've said a few times, like, oh, he's going to have to leave the club. You know, it's really sad for me, but I just can't see recovery. And then under Conte, it's like he's had all of his confidence injected back into him because someone's come along and has gone, hey, I used to watch you. (laughs) You know, I believe in you. Let's let's go out and play football again. Because the other thing I've noticed, because Dyer does it, is Conte is keen to tell them, you know, you got a pass on, you take the pass. You know, don't don't be afraid. Like, if you make a mistake trying to create something, I ain't going to be pissed at you. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jose, <laughs> it's like, you make a mistake trying to trying to convince something, I'll have you running laps and drop you. Yeah, like. exactly, yeah. And, and like, me and you used to talk about it, you could see the whole team were terrified. Fear, like, yeah. We would never have won that game against Leicester and Joe then oh. because they would have been too afraid to try it and lose 3-1. Yeah, completely. Now, well, it's like, well, let's go for it. And, like, we equalised in the 95th minute and you got Harry Kane grabbing the ball to run it back to the, the kick-off. That's fantastic, isn't it? Just, I, I, mean, I, yeah, I say great. that to, to Sebi because Lucas Moore is one of those players that can be so frustrating sometimes. Yeah. But he he tries things. He's always tr- he'll yeah, try he does, he'll try yeah. a pass, he'll try to run. And I yeah. say that to Seb, look mate, you know, I I like that. I like be that. Brave. Yeah, yeah, be brave. I mean that's in our you know, yeah. you know that's, that's that's the the Tottenham ethos, isn't it? You know to dare is to, to do. Dare is to do. Absolutely. And you're exactly right. And that's why I think it, but again, Lucas Moore is so funny to me because like Ajax aside, Tottenham fans generally have been a bit, oh, I can go. No, I've I'd, I'd like, never want yeah, to see him whatever. go. No, I'm just saying in general, yeah. like, if you follow like, it's like, like oh, you know, well, I'm take him a look. Like if someone come in and bought him, I don't think it would have been, oh no, it would have just been like, oh, okay, you know, mm. fair is fair. We had that amazing night, thank you. <laughs> yeah. This season, under Conte, I, I think he's one of the first names on the team sheet. He yeah. has to be. He's, his work ethic, and like you say, he has that about him where 90% of the time he'll turn. You know, if he got the ball, no matter how many people are on him, 90% of the time he gets to turn and gets his head up. That must be so good for a player to pass the ball to him knowing that. Mm. Not on the same level, okay? Very different football players. But you remember we used to talk about how, for a defender, Dembele must have just been a gift from the gods. Yeah. No matter what, if I give it to him, I know I'm okay, I can take a breath because he'll deal with it. And I saw, because um, it had been the anniversary of us selling him uh, a few days ago in 2019, and someone did a little compilation of him for Spurs. And the, basically the compilation was him taking the ball off our back four with defenders, midfielders pressing him. And some of the best in the world, like at Juventus, United, all these different players all over him, and him just powering away from him. Yeah. Especially the one Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson's like all over him, like arms, everything, and Dembele's just walking away from him. Like, just just <laughs> yeah. like, no, no, my ball. You're not, getting You're not it. having it. 
Um, and that was the game we beat him four one at Wembley. Just, just like no, mind, no, not having it. And I think someone said, you know, when the Tottenham players used to get interviewed, and they'd be like, "Who's the best player, Dembele?" Yeah. Not even, not even going to think about it. And I remember Delhi saying, in training, we played a game under Pochettino, which basically was try and get the ball off him. Uh, that was it. That's <laughs> was like, just try, just try and get the ball off Dembele. He said, normally it'd take three or four of us. You know, because he just keep turning, just keep turning. Nope, 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 go away. Nope. It's like it's like you know when you yeah, see on the Avengers the films, didn't you? Like you know, yeah. you got like five bad guys or whatever, and yeah. they just suddenly just, just spring just, out, like, squatting them away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 the guy, the guy was amazing. I, I genuinely believe under Pochettino for those two seasons, Dembele was the best midfielder on the planet. Oh, completely. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely believe. I know there's so many others people can argue and point at and all this stuff, but I. You know, you talk about Kane could have walked in, could walk into any team. In that, in those seasons, Dembele was a, a very, you know, a, ability-wise for anybody, any team, and they'd have taken him in a heartbeat. Yeah, it was just something else. And, and that's that, and that's what when I come back to Lucas, it's like you know, you watch players like that, and you know, we talk about Son and how much of a, a joy a Son is, how much of a joy to watch yeah. he is, but. It, you can also get a lot of joy in just watching the 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 the, the, the effort and the kind of the ability in holding the ball or you know making runs or yeah. you know that that it brings you joy like you know when like yeah, you say when does. when Lucas gets the ball you think this guy's going to try something like and this yeah. this is the thing that and, and this is like going back to Matt Doherty so I think Matt Doherty's problem uh, since he's been with us is he seems to have that fear of like. I don't want to do it, you know. Maybe that's yeah. what maybe that's what Mourinho instilled in him because he was yeah, a Mourinho signing. Possibly, yeah. But but what we saw last night was that just that, that that no fear, you know. And and if you look at the equaliser, he loses the ball, doesn't he? He actually loses the ball. Yeah. Right. He chests it down and loses it. But but then you get Bergwijn that that bangs it in. So although he's not he's not done everything like you know it's not clean he's still just dived in he's cut inside you know which is what you what you, we saw all the time when he was playing for Wolves and like I've said before you know I mean he used to score against us you know he'd get in there be it's just just have the have the confidence you know we, we're not gonna you, you'll get that the, oh come on but you but you still think next time that player is gonna uh, um is gonna uh, try it again as opposed yeah. to always oh, gonna look behind him play it back keep possession you know you, you you want the players to, to, to get involved and and sometimes it what well, it comes off like it did last night you know no no it is it's yeah i'm so impressed i i and it is so much fun to watch <laughs> like really is it just like you say you want you want players like that and you see especially tottenham i know it's a very uh odd thing to say but there is a Tottenham way there is a kind of way we as fans want to watch Tottenham why we support the club even though it's so mental <laughs> yeah. and and players like that are the reason I remember when we were shite and I mean really bad people think things are bad now they got no idea and David Ginola played for us yep that's right like it, yeah. it, like it didn't matter like we were so crap for like 95% of every single game and then Ginola would get on the ball. And I wouldn't care. I <laughs> would just watch this guy and just be, like, blown away. Like, oh, it's amazing. And, and, they, and then he goes... wonderful hair. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and, they, and then you go, Sam. So, so we've, we've seen... I mean, I see it all the time when I'm going to the games. They'll show a compilation of a few goals. And there's a couple of, normally a couple of Ginola yeah. ones in there. 
Our yeah. memory, your your my memory of of Ginola yeah. is the Maisie runs the goals. I bet yeah. you any money if you just watched ninety minute replays of all the games he played for us. I bet he loses the ball numerous times. Oh you know? mate, and he never trapped back. <laughs> yeah, but we don't. But we don't think yeah. of that, do we? No. We we think of no, the pl- in time. No, in time we don't. Definitely not. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly. I mean, if in five years' time I'm thinking about that Leicester game and I'm thinking about all the throw-ins that were 100%, I'm going to punt that guy down and kill him for that. But yeah. I, I, I won't. In in a year's time, two years' time, all I'm going to remember is that Bergwine brace at the end. That's it. Yeah. You know, all the rest of the feeling and emotion and tension throughout the game is just gone. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, we do need to move on because there's a couple of other things we want. To, I definitely want to cover in this show, and I know people will want us to talk about. Mate, before I dive into it, what's your opinion on Arsenal postponing the North London derby? It's, do you know what? It's really hard not to have a bias on it, isn't it? It's, it's <laughs> difficult not to sound like you. you yeah. I think I tweeted on the lines of, um, as a Spurs fan, what my opinion on this is going to be dismissed. But I don't think it should be because I'd like I'd like to say and I'd like to think, regardless of the team that does this, I'd have the same opinion if that makes sense. Yeah, look, this is this is this is it, right? Okay, I know it's Arsenal, and I know I'm going to sound like, oh, you're a Spurs fan. This is why you're saying yeah. it. Yeah. Now they had one one case, right? One case yeah. of coronavirus, right? Okay, yeah. which is fair enough. But the other, the other, the, the, the other reasons why they couldn't, they had a depleted squad, were their own fault. Like if you're yep. if you're going to sign, what is it? Is it four African players that are out in the African yeah. league? If you're going to sign African play, a lot of African players, you're going to have to accept that they're going to go and play in it for their countries mid-season. Yeah, Afcon, right? Yeah. yeah you, you've you've signed that player knowing that. Yeah. You yep. then you then loan out players, right? Right. You're loaning. You've left loaned two players out, right? It's their own making. Yeah, it's just hard not to... Like, I really, really genuinely don't want to have a bias. Like, I, I know I probably have. I don't want to. Yeah. But you look at... Just look at Leeds, for example. Like, Leeds are playing... They're, they're, absolute, they're absolutely depleted, aren't they? Yeah. And they're just cracking on with it. Like, yeah. again, I know this, this goes back to what I was saying at the beginning when I was saying about how I always feel like... It's that kind of real anti anti kind of uh, Spurs mentality, yeah. but I, I can't I can't like why why was it why were they allowed to do that? What where, no, where what no. am I missing? I, I, could, I, I completely get what you're saying, and, and let's just run through a few things. So Leicester had uh, ten players injury Afcon missing last night. So of what you would class as Leicester's strongest, I think someone said strongest eighteen. So it was like of the squad, ten were missing. No COVID, so the game went ahead. And Brendan Rodgers, when asked about it, it's like, "Oh, did you consider?" He's like, "Why would I?" Yeah. He's like, "It's Afcon. We planned for that. Injuries. It happens. We've got you know young players are going to come in, take their chances." He's like, "No, I mean, he, like, he didn't aim it at anybody, but it was clear what he was trying to say." Leeds had a fifteen-year-old on the bench. Went went and won the game and and were great by the way that game against West Ham they were phenomenal you could tell they had a kind of attitude of everything's against us but we're gonna f- do this and they did Arsenal cancelling that game against us for all the kind of banter oh they're running scared all that kind of nonsense let's just run this let's just run this through like you said they had one COVID case then it was Afcon and injuries and suspension 
<laughs> right. right. Yeah, of course, the Red Cars they, Echo, yeah. Their under-23 squad played on the Friday, a game that went ahead. So their under-23 squad, no no problems, full of players, all available, easily could have filled the bench. Their starting 11 that was available, so this was in the press, their starting 11 that was available in transfer fees added up to more than what our starting 11 would have been yes. on the day. That's insane, isn't it? How was the game postponed? Mm. They had their first choice keeper. They had a team assembled, like I said, by more than what our team was. So that would probably be triple a Burnley or someone like that. Just ridiculous. Ridiculous sums of money spent on a team to put together that Sote couldn't play because they didn't have enough subs. They got an entire under-23. They got an entire academy of players. And I'll, I'll be frank about this. Arsenal's academy have got some phenomenal players in it. So why didn't the game go ahead? It, it, it is a nonsense. The, the fact that it was postponed now is leading to a rule change. Why is it that these stupid-ass things happen and then the rule change comes in? Because I guarantee it, Spurs will have, like, five players in a frigging car crash tomorrow or something. They'll be like, no, you got to play. Yeah, you've only got to look... You've, you've only got to look back to that game against West Ham with the, the, the famous lasagna gate. Yeah. Now, why yeah. wasn't why wasn't we allowed to call that one off? Right. So, so there we go. This is actually a thing. On the last day of the season, which that was, the rules are different. You would basically need, even in COVID time, you would need a high number to have a game postponed because the last day of the season they want every game same day same kickoff time mm. it's been like that for a long time so so the rules on the last day of the season would be different Arsenal wouldn't have been allowed to postpone it based on the information but the Premier League should never have allowed this one it, it doesn't make sense I'd I love because I, I read I read their statement and by the way I read Tottenham's reply which was far more direct than I ever thought it would be <laughs> it was far more this is bullshit than I ever thought it would be. And it really was very strongly worded, very well worded. Uh, I imagine a couple of solicitors had a, had a quick look on it just to make sure they didn't go over a line. But Conti in his press conferences certainly didn't hold back um, to the point that Arteta's now come out defending it, saying, oh, how dare people try and run That's down right. this club. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, but you're full of shit. You've, you've made a decision based on trying to have your strongest team. The irony being that they've done this to try and have their strongest team available. Our strongest team wasn't available. We were missing Dyer, Romero, so two of our central defenders who would be our first choice missing, and Sonny. And Sonny, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Do, do you know what this? Yeah. This might be. You've seen the the film, The Truman Show, haven't you? I have, yeah. So I think, and this might be your time to tell me. I think I might be in the Truman. I think I might be the Jim Carrey character, <laughs> because well, okay. as as I was explained last week, I had a massive, massive dilemma in uh, mm. do I go to the game or do I go to my uh, father in my seventy? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Although I was really angry, I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. Like I did not. For, when, when they when they said they were gonna, uh, they'd put in a request to to uh, get the game postponed. I was thinking, "There's yeah. not a cat in hell's chance he's gonna get postponed." One uh, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, 
wow so yeah this is kind of really yeah. annoying but re- really a relief well you, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still can't believe it got good i mean great for you in that instance because yeah. it took out that problem but i still can't believe no it no I, I said it's funny because I, I phoned uh vicky to tell her and she was like yeah. oh she's really pleased and i'm like yeah i'm really pleased and i was genuinely really yeah. pleased but i was like yeah, but from a footballing point of view, I'm really yeah. outraged. And she's like, yeah, yeah. But anyway, you're coming to my dad's 70s yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, be outraged on your own time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I need to find another Spurs fan to share my outrage with. Yeah, yeah. Just, just outpour. It was, yeah. yeah, it was messed up. I mean, I, there's no point going too far into it. No. There's an investigation going on at the moment by the FA. I'm just going to put this out there without further comment. There's an investigation into a regular betting of an Arsenal game where an Arsenal player, uh, believed to be not confirmed, Janet Zaka had a bet placed that he would get booked in a particular game between the 80th and the 90th minute. Wow. Um, it was a £65,000 bet and it was wow. obviously very specific. When you put a bet like that on, it's going to raise eyebrows. With it being Granite Zaka, of course, you kind of look at it and go putting a bet on him getting booked pretty odds on mm. the reason why it's being investigated is because around the 85th minute of this particular game this player got booked for delaying a free kick wow yeah and he literally just stood there for ages oh, yeah. and then finally got booked and then he didn't even take the free kick he walked off so yeah, yeah without further comment that's out there let's see what happens with that um the transfer window is the thing we sort of desperately need to talk about and we've kind of run out of time because we had a lot of fun talking about the Leicester game but the transfer window is um, quickly becoming another Tottenham shit show have, have you got you. have you got that recording of the vacuum cleaner and the ticking clock <laughs> should we yeah, get that yeah yeah I still have yeah <laughs> it's the 20th of January as we record this and as you know as this show goes out um, let, let's be honest I think everyone went into this with that kind of two to three players is a good window um, but we definitely need to do something. Being Tottenham, being Daniel Levy, and our owners, just getting something over the line would be a benefit because it just we've seen us not make signings in the past, and we've seen how stale things go, how players feel safe, and suddenly their performance levels drop. With Conte in charge, I think all of us had that kind of belief of no way would he take the job unless there were certain assurances. No way, you know, just no way would that happen. Um, here we are, 20th of January. Not only does it look like there's only one deal even out there floating around, but it's one that I think the vast majority of us are kind of like, I don't get it. Um, Adam Atroyore from Wolves um, is rumoured to be coming in and ironically replacing in our squad the person, this is again, this is all the rumour is Stephen Bergwijn. <laughs> Now, Steven Bergwijn just popped up with two quite incredible goals. Anthony Conte, from the start of these rumours, has said how much he likes him and wants to keep him. So, if Steven Bergwijn's allowed to leave <laughs> and we sign Adam Short, you, uh, I know the way clubs work now, you have a coach, he coaches the players he's given, but there surely has to be an element of he gets the players he wants and he works with the players he wants. Because if... If after all of the press conferences of him saying, I want him here, he leaves and is sold by us, and the player who seems quite happy to stay when he's got its opportunities, which he will do when he's fit, you can see that, what what the hell? You know, it's kind of like, what the hell's going on? Because then you're letting... 
the basic gist of it appears to be that for us to sign anyone, we have to sell. Now, that is the line that Tottenham have put out constantly over the years. And in some occasions, especially when the stadium was being built, it was true. There was just nothing we could do to rectify that. The problem the club has now is that financial information obviously is made public and always has been. But there's a lot of very good uh, football financial journalists now. Um, I'm not talking about the journalists that get all the transfer crap wrong on a regular basis. I'm talking about the ones that actually still write real articles. And not that long ago, you know, an economics professor from University of Liverpool did a piece all about where clubs are financially and what they could potentially spend in a transfer window. And lo and behold, the great lie all of us fans have been said, been told, fed for years, has vanished. The club actually has the financial capacity built into itself at the moment to spend up to four hundred million in this window. Mm. Net. <laughs> yeah. And would stay within the rules, no problem at all. Now of course that doesn't say Tottenham have got four hundred million sat in a bank. That doesn't say that. But as a club of this size, uh, they have got the capacity to do easily a player of 40 million, easily a player of up to 100 million, because we could just swallow that into the... You can see it, it's there, the capacity is there. With our games in hand being this close to actually having a top four place in our own hands, surely, surely the powers that be must think we need to give him a player or something to give everybody a boost because at the moment and like i said it's the 20th of january there are still days at the moment it seems that we are heading to the back half of the season once again where we are all praying for harry kane's ankles to hold up yeah it doesn't it just make utter sense pure and utter sense to think right okay we've had this amazing comeback yesterday teams on a high Harry Kane I mean he had this stupid grin on his face and he was saying how oh, he's yeah. going to remember this right yeah. the, 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 the club are, the team are up they're really up right yeah. you've got Chelsea on, on the weekend right yeah. now if we were to sign a player, and I'm not saying just any player, but like say no, no, say say say, say player, randomly yeah. we was going to buy that. I know it's, it's, it's so unlikely, so it's not it's almost possible. But I think he wants to stay now. But the, the guy from Fiorentina, the striker from Fiorentina, yeah, yeah. say we said right, okay, ninety million, fly him in, right? Yeah. We got him, okay. We're then going to be playing Chelsea the weekend. We have got the buzz of the win. We have got this this fantastic marquee signing come in. Yeah. With that, beat Chelsea. We're we're like we're like five points behind them with four yeah. games in hand. We're not just talking about fourth. We're talking about third yeah. or second yeah. in the league here, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and the momentum that brings. And then to, to appease Levy, you, I'm not saying it's guaranteed Champions League football, but no. the, with the momentum there, you're more or less saying nailed on Champions League football yeah. and all the riches that brings. Well, well, why are they not thinking it, like that? Yeah, and that's the problem. The problem is, is they've got this, I, I call it the Leeds, Leeds United fear. And it's basically our club is managed on fear not on hope and it's the Leeds United scenario so basically anyone who's not aware of this Leeds United basically went bankrupt chasing the title 
they borrowed, they did everything they could, they they did all they could, they signed some phenomenal players, built an amazing team with a mixture of their academy and had a good young manager and they went for it and they really went for it and they, I think they reached the Champions League semi-final one season. That's right, yeah, Paul and Robinson was in goal, wasn't he? Yeah, all fell apart within a season and they went down. And the reason why that happened is because the players and everyone at the club suddenly found out that when they didn't win the league, which they gambled everything on, they were financially in the shite. They gambled everything and they lost and they went down and the club went through bankruptcies. They went through three different sets of ownership before someone finally got them back on the right path and has gotten back to the Premier League. Yeah, That's Leeds United. Tottenham have lived in fear of that ever since as a kind of we won't ever overextend ourselves. As a fan, you kind of go, okay, I kind of get it to an extent. And Daniel Levy refers to himself as a custodian of Tottenham. He, the club's going to be here for a long time after he is. He wants to hand it over at some point and the club be in this great position. Blah, 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 blah. The issue with that is other teams have been able to be hope-inspired. Leicester City destroyed the myth of you have to be a billionaire back team to win the Premier League. They destroyed it mm. because through luck, through injuries, you know, pure luck, there was real luck involved. But also they built a team of players and a squad of players on a very low budget and they went out and won and they won the league. And they then a couple of seasons later again they've read they've gone through again they've recruited well after they sold, and they won the FA Cup. Yeah. And they're and they're a solid Premier League team, you know. For all the are they going to win it again? Blah blah blah. They're not looking like they're going to go down. You know they've not leads. They're not bankrupt. You know they they've done it, and they've achieved, and it, and it's destroyed. And the myth's gone. And like I said, and you look at these financial stuff that's out there now. The problem, the problem we have is our fan base don't seem to get united on being angry at the right people, often until it's too late, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like, sure. when this window's closed, if we've done nothing, the club are going to hear about it. But probably only when we lose a game. Like, we could ride a wave of a fantastic momentum and do really well, go all the way until... March and then start losing and people are going bloody hell we didn't sign anyone in January that's why it's too late then yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, sure. far too late mm. it's the 20th of January now the club should be hearing fans scream at them now that they are letting us down again and this is the problem it is again remember that Harry Redknapp season Harry Redknapp had a team there that we could possibly have challenged for the title and he wanted a striker, he wanted a defender, and he got, was it Craig Nelson? Oh, and Fran And bloody Fraser Furt Campbell from on loan from Man United. Oh, it was a joke. Yeah. We walked away from a deal to sign Suarez for £9 million to get a kid on loan. Suarez then goes to Liverpool the following season, the rest is history. Mm. It is, it's mind-blowing. It is absolutely mind-shatteringly awful. You know, we had Eden Hazard ready to sign for us. But then we missed out on Champions League football because we went to shit at the end of the season after that crappy January window. Hazard signs for Chelsea. The rest is history. It is 
mind-blowing how many times this same ownership and leadership team have taken us to the brink and then let us down. Pochettino is the latest example. That guy had built a team that was genuinely able to challenge for everything, including getting us to the Champions League final, whilst the team he built was on the decline. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. That team was definitely on the decline, and he got us to the Champions League final, challenged for the league twice, on the decline, got us to the Champions League final, and they still didn't back him. <laughs> and and now here we are. Antonio Conte is in charge. The guy has got one of the best reputations in football. He is a phenomenal manager. Anyone who's watched us this season, comparing the Nuno players, the exact same players, to the Conte players, is day and night. It's mental, they are. It? it yeah. is insane. That Leicester game sums up everything that he has brought back and instilled in the fighting spirit. I have not seen us look that much like a team since Pochettino left. Yeah, that you end, were. Yeah. Lloris ran the length of the pitch <laughs> yeah. to celebrate. Yeah. He probably gave people stick the whole way as well because <laughs> he's a hero like that. It, it was something out. It was something I've not... Harry Kane looked like he loved the place again. It was just all of, all of us come together and yet... I, I, I'm so nervous they're just going to let us down. I know there's time left, and I know people listening is going, oh, come on, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Unfortunately, some of it I do. <laughs> that is really annoying me. So I am praying to all of my gods and sacrificing as many virgin goats to the bad ones as I can. I just hope, hope, that they're going to pull something out of the bag, a Van der Vaart, a something that is going to make us all go, yes, yes, this is, yes, come on, this is the corner has been turned. Because if we can do that, I really think we can ride a wave the rest of this season and then give Conte a preseason, a proper summer transfer window where he can really make some changes. And I think the sky's the limit. I, I think as well, look, I, I might, you know, it might be sort of putting two two in together making six but I yeah. think Conte, when Conte came to us on the second attempt yeah, I, I don't think I think there was not maybe not so much promises made but assurances given yeah and this is this is basically this I'm hoping it comes to fruition the assurances that he were given because signings must have been one Me of them too. because he at, at Milan Juventus he left those clubs because he was they'd broken those assurances yeah so yeah, you could Chelsea you, think yeah. about why he left Chelsea yeah um yeah. the the guy the guy will work hard for you will go to battle for you and will fight and all he asks in return is that everyone else comes to that same level yeah the players are doing it. Come on, come on, yeah. owners, come on, Daniel, do it as well. If you're listening, uh, at the moment, oh, of course, of course. <laughs> what else would he be listening to? I mean, come on, this this is the chance, and I've heard it said before. It's his last chance, and all this stuff. You know, if he lets us down on this, let's just give a scenario here where he does fail us, and let's give the scenario where Antonio Conte in the summer does say, "You've broken every promise. You can tear up my contract. I don't want paying off. I'm just leaving." And Anthony Conti does walk into Old Trafford. Yeah, that's my season ticket gone. I'm, how, I'm, yeah. yeah, how, how, how does you know? Because at the moment we're kind of this wave coming up. We we're, our attendances are down. The fans genuinely are pissed and are holding grudges and are annoyed. We're paying the highest season tickets across Europe. We are paying through the nose to watch Tottenham at our beautiful stadium. They put the prices up on food and drink again recently. It has 
to be shown on the you have to show us something because if you do people will pay that higher price people will go there people will be in that stadium because it gives us hope hmm. if you don't it's just going to yeah. keep going bad yeah you kick, you kick a dog yeah. you, oh, you kick a dog enough times and eventually yeah. it'll bite and yeah. that's what I think yeah. in fact we're putting up we're putting up with stuff we're putting up with stuff but yeah, for me good analogy my, I agree yeah my bite would be if 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 they, if, he, if Conte, it doesn't back him when Conte walks. No. That's it. I, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm. You can have my season ticket. Let yeah. some other mug have it. You know. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree with you. Uh. It's, yeah, and, and you're not alone. You, you can see it. You can really sense it. You, the anger that was displayed over the European Super League stuff like that is just because of simmering other things, and it is a real thing there. There is a real, right below the surface. It is just ready to explode, and. They need to do something. Like I said, 20th of January. You can't leave it all to the deadline day. You really can't. I mean, it has to start now. This week coming up has to... You have to do things. And it can't just be one. Because I swear they're putting all their eggs in the basket if they think they've got one deal done. And they haven't. Mm. They really haven't. Because Wolves don't want to sell him. Yeah, They're happy to let him run it down to the summer. Because they know they'll have more options for him. Whereas at the moment... Rightly or wrongly, they see us as a rival. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, right then, everybody, that is it. That is another episode of the Spurs News podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, we'll we will be back next week. Where we will be talking about the Chelsea game, where we play them yet again. Third time lucky. Do you know? Let's hope so. <laughs> do you know my 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 two of my brothers and my dad's going, and you know yeah. I always say about my dad, oh he always just gives yeah, me, right, yeah. I'm I'm not going to because I'm going to be a better man, but I'm so tempted because I just want to send him a message half time off. You wasted your money there. I won't. I won't. But I feel like I want to reverse what he yeah. puts me through yeah. every game. <laughs> let's, let's see what's happening. Let's see what's happening <laughs> first. Yeah. Let's hope you're so distracted by the wonderful Kane first half hat. There you go. You won't care. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Come on, third time lucky, boys. We can do this. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.